Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I've already started uh, building my bomb shelter. Uh, how you doing, guys? Episode 22 of the Real Flix Podcast. What's up? Nothing. <laughs> it's early in the morning and we're mad. Yeah, yeah. that's... It's daylight savings time. It's a bit of a... bit of a shitty thing. <laughs> Just... <laughs> God. Oof. Why do we need this? We already went forward. Now why do we... Or we already went back. Why do we have to go forward? It makes no sense. It's like, it's like taking a step forward and take a step back three months later. It's, it's horrible. But uh, regardless, we were talking about a very controversial little movie. Uh, one that kind of snuck up on everybody. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Uh, we'll be talking about that in just a minute. But before we do that, Josh, let's take a look around uh, the business and see what's going on. Starting with uh, our, our Star Wars girl, possibly up for another franchise. Yep, uh, so we got Daisy Ridley possibly being looked at for uh, Tomb Raider, so that's cool. I'm so enthusiastic about I'm it. I'm tired, and I'm going to sound really tired today. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll um, wake you up out of it. I'll try. Here's <laughs> um, some coffee, we'll wait. <laughs> shoot up some heroin right into your arm. That's that would not help. You don't that have heroin. A downer. That one's a downer. Okay. No, I don't. I don't have coke. Any All right, bear tranquilizer, just right into the neck. Also a downer. Damn it! Do you not understand what we're trying to do here, Mason. <laughs> Whatever. Give him some adrenaline, oh. like in that movie. Well, well. In the meantime, while I'm not doing drugs, um, uh, yeah, I'm. Re- I'm actually really excited about this if it happens. Now, uh, Tomb Raider was like Angelina Jolie and stuff, right? I mean. More importantly, it was a video game, but yeah. Well, uh, the, like the movies, I mean. Yeah. Okay. They weren't. They weren't good. But... Daniel Craig was in them, so that was cool. Maybe he comes back. Did he... he do an American accent? And it was awful. Yeah. Probably. I've never seen him. But uh, are you are you guys okay with Daisy picking up another franchise? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Okay. I, I I still want to see her do more like smaller work, but mm-hmm. no, this would be cool too. Let her run Hollywood. <laughs> I, don't, I just, I think that the same thing happened with, um, uh, let's see, like Taron Edgerton a little while ago, where he was just like, for two weeks after Kingsman, he was just every single reboot or franchise he was being rumored for. So, um, I don't know. It, this is described as like a female Indiana Jones. So, sure, why the heck not? Daisy is awesome as long as it doesn't interfere with the uh, with the space fights. Yeah, I mean, this isn't. They don't even. I don't think they have a script yet. Or at least not a done one. It's never so. stopped him before. Based on the <laughs> video game, the 2013 video game, in case you were wondering. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. Are we actually? Um, might we? Might the next Hollywood fad be entering the golden age of video game adaptations? We'll it's, see how Assassin's was, Creed does. That'd be my money yeah. on the on the next big thing. <clears throat> I think, like I said, I saw Macbeth. I think Assassin's Creed's going to be fantastic. Like, oh, it's you guys. I swear, you guys are going to love it. Uh, cool. So, good old Daisy. It's about time she catches a break, I'll tell ya. <laughs> Do you know, she found out about Star Wars. She found out she got the gig, the, uh, like an hour before she was about to do some, some tiny London play in front of like a hundred people. Isn't that amazing? She got wow. that call and then she had to go on stage and like, 
<laughs> yeah, that's I just oh, I love her. Cool. So uh, what's up next? Um, next up, uh, Christopher Nolan is making a movie. He is Dunkirk. Yep. World War Two thriller. And in it is going to star One Direction's Harry Styles. It's not going to star. Or it's co-star. He's, whatever he's going to do in it. He's, he'll be in, in the movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what? all though. No, they're still they're still looking for um, they're getting a lead role like this guy. I thought uh, Tom Hardy was going to be in it. Yeah, he is. Tom Tom Mark Rylance and Kenneth Brown are all they're all pretty much in it. They're looking at this kid, this ginger, I guess, for a lead role, whatever. <laughs> and ginger. does he have a name? Uh, Fion, F I O N N Whitehead. Yeah, he's he's like I said he's ginger and creepy, so I can't look at him for too long. But um, um, yeah, he's got like one credit to his entire resume, and Harry's Harry's role is described as not believed to be a leading role. Okay. So in the movie, yeah, hopefully. I don't. My first reaction to this was cool. Like I love. I I'm not a big One Directioner. I mean, not well. I guess not according to the sleeve tattoo. But um, I I, I like him. He's a he's a young Jagger. He's got a lot of charisma and personality. And young Jagger. Yeah. Did you I've, just compare him to Mick Jagger? Absolutely. And and if you look at him, I I make this argument all the time. If you look at Mick and Harry in the context of like when they were first famous. The Stones, even though they were a little bit more sophisticated, were also writing stupid songs for teenage girls. <laughs> really, think about it. Like, they had the screaming audiences, just like One Direction. So I, I don't, I see the similarities between those two. But I love Harry Styles. I think he's fun. Hmm. I hate his hair. Yeah, he'll probably get that trim. But like, I'm envisioning him as maybe a soldier or like, because Den- Dunkirk is like this kind of people heist like person heist i I could maybe imagine him as somebody on the inside who's helping the soldiers get people out or something i don't i i'm cool with this what about you guys person heist (laughs) um i don't know i don't really care yeah as long as he doesn't suck in the movie yeah i mean oh chris he makes some bold casting decisions so i first it was heath ledger and then to a lesser extent topher grace I mean, I I trust him. He could he could cast a folding chair as a lead, and I'd still be okay with it. I love Nolan, but he also, he also um that girl in Interstellar, mm-hmm. um the little girl, um she he like cast her. She's like a not real. I mean, she had a couple roles, but she was like a kind yeah. of a nothing little young actress. But she was amazing in that movie. So so we'll see. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. I I've just learned to with with. with with Chris, I've just learned to kind of sit back and just let him do his thing. I don't. I try not to question it too much, so I feel like he's he really has the best. I just have somewhat of a, like I'm not a huge fan of them taking like musicians and get, making trying to cast them as actors. Yeah, depending on the role. So hmm. you you got to check out Free Jack with Mick Jagger. It's horrible. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but it's so funny. Because he like tries to be an actor. Oh, so I guess I guess with that context, you know, you might be a little bit worried about Harry Styles, but because Mick was an awful, awful actor. Oh my god, but I'm still excited. Remember when uh, Beyonce tried to be an actress? Beyonce did. Yeah. Oh yeah. She she... Some powers, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. That was the only like she played herself in that movie. What was her name? Sasha Cleopatra or something? 
sexy Cleopatra. Foxy. Foxy. Foxy, yep. Oh yeah, that that afro was like that afro should have won the Academy Award. <laughs> uh cool. Not 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 100% confirmed yet, but it looks like it's going to happen. That's I think that's cool. That's that could be a cool decision. Plus One Direction's got to be done pretty soon. Didn't one of them like quit or die yeah. or something? I don't I don't know. Yeah, he's in he's in space now. He's, okay. He went to space. Cool. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll lead us in with this one, Josh, since to try to make sure nothing gets spoiled for you. Uh, a new trailer dropped this week for Captain America Civil War. Josh, you did not watch it. Nope. Cody, did you? Oh, like four times. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's, let's the two of us, let's talk a little bit about the trailer for a minute without spoiling anything, even though... I don't think we could if we wanted to. I know of I know of the one moment with Hawkeye and Ant Man that I wish I didn't, but I, I can. I'm excited to actually see it for the first time in the movie. So I don't even remember, remember what that was. Okay. So. Well, let's don't spoil it for me then. <laughs> um, so, Cody, what do you, what were your impressions on the trailer? You obviously watched it four times, so you probably it was pretty cool. Yeah. Nothing compares to the joy of showing that trailer to a couple of high school high school seniors, though. <laughs> I showed it to them at school on Friday. Nice. Just because, why not? I'm here in the morning. They got here early. Friday. Everyone watch it. But no, I loved it. It was really cool. It's making me very excited for the movie. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really reveal anything too new. Oh, no. All of the footage was like recycled. Yeah, or just slightly expanded. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the way to do a trailer is kind of look at it from a bit of a different angle. But um, yeah, no, nothing too impressive. This looks a lot... It looks more grim than I think anything we've seen. This looks more like a Nolan or, you know, DC, I guess, kind of movie than anything else. It's very it's very sedated. Like, even Iron Man's costume, it looks like grayish red almost. Uh, it's, it's strange. But uh, don't if you're worried about a burst of color, don't worry, because we get a big one and at the very end. Josh, you, you do know about this, and you saw yeah, this. Yeah, I, I watched picture. the last seven seconds of the trailer oh, alone. Yeah, that was awesome. So. Spoderman made his uh made his first appearance, and uh, Josh, what is the what's the consensus that you're hearing? I'm I'm such a happy person right now. <laughs> I'm I, I'm just such a I'm Spider Man. Spider Man <laughs> is here. Spider Man is home, and he looks classic. He looks amazing, and I love it. it looks a little CG, but I love it. Do you love it though? Do you like I it? I can't tell yeah. if you like it. I do. It. It's amazing. I love this so much. I'm so yeah. happy. Yeah. I, first of all, uh, what the hell does Robert Downey Jr. say when he like introduces Spider-Man? Underoos. Oh, like underwear. Yeah, exactly. Like that That's 70s the joke. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get that. Thanks for explaining that to me. That's <laughs> wow, clever. That clever Marvel humor. I'll tell you. <laughs> Got to call a guy underwear. That's funny. Um, but the. I, the thing I was most struck by with this was just the suit itself. It's just so like it's just so bright and it's so red. It kind of like it just like I said with that trailer, it just looks so kind of grim and sedated. He just he sticks out like crazy. It's just this big cherry running around there. <laughs> and then uh, uh, another thing is that the. Maybe it's by this is by design or if it's on purpose or whatever. But the spider logo is like tiny. Looks I know. Like it's, it looks like it's the size of like a half dollar or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's the size it's, of a, a spider. It's kind of harkening back because uh, the original logo was more just like a round 
spider with the legs coming out, so it's more along those lines. Hmm. Um, but still having the two bodies because that's what a spider is. True. Um, but yeah. Now that concludes the biology lesson of our <laughs> part of the podcast. I've actually never seen a spider before, so that was very informing, Josh. I'm proud of you. That's, <laughs> a, that's quite an achievement. I almost got bit by one, like a really nasty one, but that was Ew. spring break, I'll tell you. Um, you would have gotten some powers. Though. Yeah, oh, please. I'd be a horrible Spider-Man. I would just be like webbing <sighs> his feet to the ground or hand yeah, a doorknob, something You're like that. You're going too slow. So, Jet, what other incarnation, I guess, of Spider-Man does this remind you the most of? Josh? Hmm? What what other Spider-Man suit does this remind you of? Uh, the it's like a mix of the '90s animated series mm-hmm. and the '60s kind of classic uh, te- TV show, right. both of which I watched. So, yeah, I, I I'm kind of curious to see what the heck goes on the back. Like it's because he always I I really hope it's the the big like more like the the front logo where it's just the big like the actual like round. Yeah. circle with the legs on it because that'd be more, like really retro and that'd be or, really cool or it just says make america great again that'd be <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice too. <laughs> from 2016 yeah I don't, it's it's a pretty ballsy thing to hit, to show spider-man just totally jack captain america's shield the first time we see him that's like it's pretty cool i'll, I'll give him that one yeah, but... the, the best part about it is when he lands on the, the uh car and says hey everybody hey guys just he's so subtle about it i guess it. i'm a superhero like, or whatever yeah, what? This is dumb. I don't I want love, to be here. I loved Tom Holland's voice too, because it just sounds like he sounds like a kid. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. And then, uh, what? First of all, the thing that took that took me back from the trailer, and I guess this scene too, it's like, does the main f- conflict happen in uh, an airport, like, and on a runway, or like what? <laughs> I think that, that, that it fight, looks so cheap. Like they're just yeah. fighting on this runway. That fight is supposed to be like the beginning of the movie. Really? Yeah. Huh, that just seems. I've never seen an airport, you know, runway superhero fight before. So except maybe Daniel Craig in Casino Royale, but he's not a superhero. Yeah, I think he is. How about the end of Fast Furious Six? <laughs> that seems great. I don't think I've seen that one, but it's the one with the airplane. Oh right, 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 right. I'll definitely. <laughs> it's the one with the airplane. <laughs> I got. I'll have to do that. But uh, also, what's going on with the eyes, you guys? Is it? They get um, smaller. Uh, it's I think it's it's kind of like a lens or like a, a bin, like a binocular type of thing, mm-hmm. where because you can if you listen to it, I've I've like analyzed the crap out of this one shot. <laughs> um, we he, like zooms in. He's like I think it's like Stark Tech that Tony's like kind of updated for him, and mm-hmm. so it's like zooming in for him or like refocusing or whatever. So. Yeah. I just don't. I just wonder how you control that. I guess maybe with the brain or something like that. But I just that that just kind of caught me off guard as being a little out of place, but also not because this is a comic book movie. But yeah, it's just weird. Like now we have Spider Man. Like two I years know. after he after the last movie, we just got this brand new <laughs> Spider Man. It's I don't know. I still I still wish Andrew Garfield was was around, but no, nah, he's he's good where he is. Come on, man. <laughs> I was kind of a dick. I, I like those know. movies. Wait, he I, was a he was a dick. I heard that, like after Spider Man Two or Amazing Spider Man Two didn't do so great, 
Yeah. Like he had to meet with Sony and he was just kind of an asshole about it. I don't remember. It was a I long think, time ago. I th- no, this, he's not a dick. He's like he seems like the nicest guy. He's a really good, good guy. Um, and I, I love him as an actor. Like the Social Network, I, I thought he was incredible in that movie. Um, but he like when the movie like didn't. I, mean, I don't. I think it did well. I don't know why people say it flopped because it did well. It didn't do as well as they wanted to. But, but yeah. Um, but then he like came out. He said something about you know something about he more he like hit it but he blamed the studio for like some of the problems with it like in a in like a interview um without actually coming right out and saying it but he like hinted at it and well, then like he like he's not lying <laughs> and they apparently like stood them up for some meeting dinner or something there it is that's what i was talking yeah. about classic i'm i'm probably the only person in the world who actually likes the amazing spider-man 2 so i you guess want- i'm in the minority there i think it's a fun movie i don't how do you know? That's so easily watchable, though. It's just, it's silly. It's and painfully watchable. If you cut out, like, two of the villains, it'd be great. If you cut out, mm. you know, two hours of it. If it was a short film about Spider-Man versus the Green Goblin, 10 uh, out of 10. Wow. Best movie ever made. The, o- the opening scene is awesome, and then Paul Giamatti opens his mouth, and it all goes downhill from there. I am the rhino. Oh, <sighs> I'll just have to... I'll have to keep making Amazing Spider-Man three in my head, but whatever. We would have been getting that in a few months if everything went to plan. Damn it! Damn it! Thank you, Marvel. Damn you, Marvel! I don't know, seeing Dane DeHaan as the, as the Green Goblin would be fun to me. I, I hated that. I hated that Green Goblin. Oh man, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to elaborate <laughs> on all this further because I just need to. I I, don't, I just don't need to understand watch it again. Yeah, Please just don't make me watch it again. Yeah, I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> it's so good though. I'll I'll, buy, I'll loan you the seven Blu-rays that I bought for it. <laughs> Just trying to make it succeed and keep buying out. Exactly. If I if I buy enough Blu-rays, they'll make a third one. Yep. <laughs> They've got to. All right. Well, cool. So let's get on to the this week's feature. You guys, look out for the fallout because we're going to ten Cloverfield Lane, or as I like to call it, ten Cedarwood Road. Bono's childhood home i'm still no. convinced i know muffin man or whatever that one what whatever you said there cody but i still think this was a u2 thing because jj <laughs> seems like that kind of guy but anyways uh so I just, remember the joke i made you oh you said i mentioned it was like oh 10 cloverfield lane 10 oh no, no, no. Like, oh, maybe he's talking about the muffin man he just took the wind out of my sails oh. sorry doesn't make you feel i don't even remember the joke makes me feel good makes me feel good <laughs> Uh, but yeah, just a little bit of background information. This is this movie was kind of sprung on on us a few months ago uh, when a trailer played before. Shoot, what did it play before? Uh, it was the Michael Bay movie. Oh yeah, that's right. The, um, it's thirty one hours or forty. Who cares? Nobody remembers that movie. <laughs> Thirteen um, hours. Oh really? Is that short? Uh, yeah. So this this movie was announced. Right before the trailer was going to be tacked onto that, and everybody freaked out, and we kind of we just been sort of waiting and waiting to see why that why they did it that way and what the significance of it is. So now the movie's here, we've seen it, and uh, it's a little it's interesting. Like I definitely I, I definitely didn't know what to expect coming in this movie, and I still don't quite know how I feel after I've seen it. But I want to hear your guys' <laughs> thoughts too. Uh, Cody, we'll start with you. What are you? What are some first reactions to 
10 Cloverfield Lane. It was a pretty good movie. I liked it. Um, I'm now in love with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. <laughs> um, she's my new number two. Behind, you know. Baby girl. You know, I'm not going to. If you don't know by now, get out. We don't want your business. So is Daisy. Um, eh, she's up there somewhere. I haven't really made a list yet. I'll make a list and I'll okay. get there. Next I'll week. go back to you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, the movie kept twisting and turning. It got so weird. I don't know how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. I, I can tell you that I'll probably watch it again. I might even buy it. Hmm. But you'll hear my thoughts when we get more into it. Yeah, it's not not a movie you can really talk to too vague. I need to talk spoilers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Josh, initial thoughts. I love this movie so much. It's my favorite movie of the year. It's amazing. I was, it was, I was like in it within five minutes. I was literally on the edge of my seat. I loved it. It's amazing. Mary Elizabeth Winstead is amazing. John Goodman is amazing. The other guy who I'm not remembering his name right now is really good. John Gallagher. He's, John Gallagher. He's an unforgettable. He's a forgettable person. Don't worry about it. I this movie. <laughs> I hate him in the newsroom. Oh my god, he's the this worst. This movie is so good. I love this movie so much. I want to see it again right now. Whoa. Whoa. Heck. I more you like it more than The Witch. That's interesting. Yeah. As a yeah. you like as a horror movie, right? I mean, it's not really a horror movie. It's a thriller. Are you sure? Did you see the last thirty that that last thirty minutes? That's not a horror movie. That was thriller. thriller. Nothing was scary in the last thirty minutes. Okay, we'll get to that then. Uh, (laughs) So I guess my my thoughts are: this is a movie that's very much very much up my alley. But there's just like we'll we'll get into in a second because we're just gonna jump right into spoilers after this. But uh, I didn't completely buy this movie as a part of Cloverfield. So it's not really that's, supposed to be. It is though. Uh, well, let, all right, let's like... yeah. John, okay, so in for non-spoiler thoughts, John Goodman was very very good. I've I've always liked him. He was pretty creepy. Uh Mary Elizabeth Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. I've loved her since she was in Live Free or Die Hard, which you want to hear a hot take? That's my favorite Die Hard movie. Um, oh my god, get out! I know it, it's it's. I love that movie. But here's the I haven't even seen it. Live for your so, Die Hard's Kevin Smithson, and he plays a guy who just sits around and plays video games all day. So here's the deal: I don't live my life by Kevin Smith. <laughs> I just like him. I haven't seen everything he's been in. I know. I have just. I just have to tease a little bit, bit about it <laughs> because. I have nothing else to tease you about. <laughs> uh, I'm too perfect of a person. Exactly. Um. Once it was good, Gallagher Jr. was serviceable. He's, like I said, he's the worst. He's the absolute worst part of the newsroom. He, his his storyline kind of killed that show, but that's, like I said, that's a different conversation. So, all in all, I liked it. So now, spoilers. We're going to be spoiling the crap out of 10 Cloverfield Lane. Everything, anything and everything, we're going to spoil because that's the, the only way to really talk about this movie. So, um... Let's talk about first. It's it's just what happens in the movie. So, Josh, why don't you uh, run through kind of the highlights for us? Um. So this girl, um, Michelle, she's in a car accident, um, and she wakes up inside this bunker, which is being run by John Goodman, um, and John Gallagher's in there too, um, <laughs> and <laughs> he's around. Like yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, and it's she's trying to she tries to she's trying to it's just pretty much the entire movie you're trying to figure out is this guy trying to protect her or is this guy a psycho who abducted her? And that's pretty much your mindset throughout the entire movie that you're flip flopping back and forth through. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so she kind of uh, no. Let, well, let's go full bore here. So she. <laughs> So she gets in there. She he he sells her this story that like, there's this attack or fallout yeah. outside. So she obviously is a little suspicious because she you know there's a lot of stuff goes into it. But she's suspicious, and then so she breaks a bottle over his head, and then runs upstairs to uh, the airlock between the bunker and then outside. And she sees a woman. Well, first she sees his truck that has some paint on it, and then she sees a woman who is obviously affected, I guess, by whatever it happened. So it kind of convinces her. And then she comes back, and there's this whole storyline about John Goodman's daughter that also might have been his wife that might have been another abductee. So she gets nervous again. And then she breaks out for good, goes out into the world, and then we'll save that for a, a little bit later. But just with the general kind of the twists and turns that the movie takes inside the bunker... How did that work for you guys, Cody? How it worked outside the bunker? No, no, just like inside the bunker, like oh, that that whole the section inside. Oh, I liked the first big twist that it was actually a thing. Mm-hmm. The, the the air was actually polluted or whatever. I thought that was interesting. I thought maybe he was BSing it. And then the second twist comes where he is actually trying to make her his daughter. Yeah. Which is creepy as hell. Oh, and she goes and fixes the air, air filtration system, and she sees the help. Yeah. It creeped me out. I don't know. I really liked it. I thought it was really well acted, and everyone was all all good. But it, it kind of unsettled me, which I think is what they were going for. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I guess you, you kind of brought up that, that whole storyline. Um. So they they bring up the whole the possibility that um, John Goodman's been he's done this before and he's abducted people. Which even though Mary Elizabeth Winstead saw that woman get like just crump like she looking like a I don't know a microwaved peach or something like that. She just looks awful. And even though she saw that, she still is convinced that Goodman is trying to abduct her. So she's like, well, screw it, I'm gonna go. I'm just still gonna leave. And then. They re- they really never they're only suspicions. Like they don't there's no real hard evidence that this guy, John Goodman's character, did these things. So I just I when I was watching the movie, I just kinda of found it weird how they sort of abandoned that plot line. Did you guys feel the same way? Josh? Yeah. I mean I understand like that happened with um that happened with Skyfall too. Like they the whole agents, undercover agents thing kinda of gets tossed by the wayside as the plot moves, mm-hmm. but if if your if your main character's motivations to do something that drastic is based on if she, whether or not she thinks he did these things, I wanted a little bit more concreteness to it, I guess, and maybe a little bit more validity. So, uh, but okay, what did we think of? Um, I guess the second stage of the breakout when John Goodman <laughs> he catches them, he catches Mary Elizabeth Weinstead and John Gallagher Jr. with tools. And then he just kind of ex- goes uh, gangling execution style in John Gallagher Jr. How'd that play in your theater, first of all? It just happened. My theater, it was, um, 
not very full, first of all. No, yeah. And it was full of old people, <laughs> um, which was weird. I went at a three to a three thirty showing on Friday afternoon. I didn't know how populated with older people um, <laughs> matinees were. It was ridiculous. Um, it just kind of happened. I was like, oh, God. That's what went through my brain. I didn't say it. Yeah. I think I might have gone, <gasps> and then it kept going. Mm-hmm. Josh, what about you? How'd that, how'd that work for you? That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Did you, did you guys expect that, or just sort of come no. out of the blue? No, that I, came out of the blue. Nuts. I, I, first of all, I was expecting, um, I was expecting her to say something. Mm-hmm. To, like come up. I was expecting her to like come up with something and then not have him say anything, but then he said something and then, you know, that happens. Just <laughs> right. Just blew his face right off. Shot him right in the face. Um, I thought maybe she would like say I was working on a dress because she was like into fashion design. Yeah, it's too suspicious. Uh, the less you say around that guy, probably the better. Yeah. But um, so I, I guess after that, where I'm getting, where I was getting at with the horror aspect is um, after all that goes down and J- John Goodman's character finds the the hazmat suit that she's been working on to try to escape, so she locks him in there, and then she. <laughs> I don't, the shot of her walking into his bedroom and seeing John Gallagher Jr.'s body kind of just stuffed in that acid oh, briefcase. That was oh, God. That and then just John Goodman's character having the acid all over him and he's walking around like this beast, this monster. That's kind of like, where I was getting at with the horror <laughs> aspect of it. It's, I mean, it has horror aspects, but I don't consider it a horror movie. Um... I would... I think I would disagree. Cody, what about you? Where, where do you no, I would throw it as a thriller. With uh-huh. horror bits in it, yeah, it definitely. And then the whole ending. Oh, we gotta get to that in a minute. Yeah, but it just. I wouldn't call it a horror movie. I was never scared. I was always tense. You were thrilled. I was thrilled. It was a thrilling film. Just, I guess, when I when I think of horror and I see the image of a guy having his face melted off by acid, chasing a girl down like a monster. I just my 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 gut reaction was like, oh, this is a horror movie, cool. Yeah, but the rest of the movie does it do shit like that. Yeah, I guess, but it's still it's got horror it's suspense all, elements. It's, thriller it's about... for me, thriller and suspense kind of they fit into horror, but they can also stand on their own. So in this case, it just kind of fit in with horror for me, which is good well, because know, I liked I, it. I would actually make it more of a suspense movie now that yeah. you mention it. Mm-hmm. I was. Yeah, it, it was a suspense thriller with a horror scene, basically. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, and then. Yeah, and then. Uh, so, let, yeah, I guess w- let's move to the ending here. So she she busts out. Oh, yeah, another another horror scene is climbing through the air vent, having knives being stabbed everywhere. That was, pretty, <laughs> okay. that, probably, that was a little horrifying to me. That was know. suspenseful yeah. and thrilling. This disfigured ogre just trying to stab you through an air vent, though. That too. It's, okay, it's terrifying. Ogre. I don't. I. I feel like just like the how I think the case can be made that The Martian is a comedy. I think like a case can be made that. Oh, absolutely. Ten Cloverfield Lane's a horror movie. That's just maybe that's my interpretation, I guess. But um, so she 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 busts out. She gets out and she. Let's see. 
I guess aliens. the yeah, aliens pretty much. Ugh. It's just it's aliens and there's this there's this weird thing that kind of looks like um an anteater mixed with a xenomorph cuz it's got like the that weird <laughs> I that's what I thought it is. It's like this metallic xenomorph anteater is it gets kind of they hear her. The ship this other ship hears her and they drop it in, but it only reacts to sound. So it like attacks this it like kind of humps this car. Um, like the bear and the revenant, <laughs> sort of. It's DiCaprio on DiCaprio. Uh, but yeah. So long story short, alien invasion, and she gets called. Well, she hears on the radio that there's a battle going down in Houston, so she goes to Houston, and a bunch of other strange things happen. But my question is, did this work for you, Josh? The last fifteen to twenty minutes of this movie is my favorite part of the movie. Really? Yep. Wow. I know a lot of people didn't like the ending or had like fixed feelings on it. I loved it. Um, and honestly, like I, it's because like I said, it's not connected. It's not, it's not like connected to Cloverfield. This movie is in it's to me, this is an anthology. This is an anthology series where it's just different stories in the same world. So that's what I thought too. It's similar to like the twilight zone. Hmm. Or have you ever seen like VHS? Yeah. It's um, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I didn't see the first Cloverfield. I never got around to it. Yeah. Oops. Um, you really the, don't need to. Yeah, I, I figured that out as soon as I started watching the movie. But was the Cloverfield monster an alien in that yes. movie? Okay. I guess, I guess it fits then. It's yeah. just in a different part of the country. Yeah, this movie is trying to. It's trying to hit the fact that. Maybe like the Cloverfield monster was the first of a wave, possibly. Yeah, this so, obviously takes place after. You can tell. Yeah, this is. I think it's eight eight years later. Yeah. Um. So this is what happens in the first Cloverfield. There's a monster that kind of awake. It's awakened out of the ground, and it's because of I think it's the satellites. I'm trying to remember. There's something about a satellite in the first one that you see or hear, and I think that's what awakens it. And then in this movie, the one connection to it is that you hear that John Goodman's character. He worked for um, Satellite Corporation. Oh, okay. And that's the little one little connection between the two. Mm-hmm. And they don't ever really com- completely say any what the direct correlation between this movie and that movie is. But I think that's what it is, that this is kind of a wave of attacks from aliens. Mm-hmm. So maybe th- or this could be that could have been a one off event and this could be, you know, the response to that event and apparently they're actually working on the third movie that's kind of giving more of a connection between the two so but that that's to me that's how i interpreted to me kind of why the aliens at least that's why it works for me because i can i can see the connections there and i kind of not that i saw it coming like in a bad way like as predictable but like i kind of expected there would be aliens like i was like waiting for the aliens to show up hmm so uh yeah for me i just sort of felt like the mo- the movie was it just felt it felt it too detached because I- i'm reading here and this is from an official like you know i think it's like a variety article during production the filmmakers noticed core similar similarities to cloverfield and decided to make the movie what abrams calls a blood relative or spiritual successor so ah. the fact i this movie the fact that it it wasn't made to be a cloverfield s- movie they they just I, my problem is that they just kind of tacked it on, like I'm I'm I can probably I can almost guarantee you that the the pickup shot of 
John Goodman's mailbox it said 10 Cloverfield that was just I, I can guarantee that was shot like a few months ago and it was just like oh well let's no, they, connect this to Cloverfield like, no I think they like I think it was more like along the lines of the script they had when they were yeah because the they filmed this in 2014 right um mm-hmm. but and then kind of they rewrote some of it to tie in a little bit more but not really because it really doesn't. To me, that's just lazy. Like I don't think it is. I mean, it's it's more. To me, I think it's creative. Well, but nothing other than I. To, for me, nothing other than the fact that it's called Cloverfield and maybe the satellites thing. I don't remember the first Cloverfield that much to be able to recall if they if satellites played a big deal. I'll take your word for it there. But that just seem. It seems like they're just. They're forcing this to be something that it probably isn't. I'd much rather have this be a like just some random, you know, suspense thriller that pops out of nowhere and not have to kind of force it into the box of having to relate to Cloverfield, you know. But There's if you just, like, but if you watch it without that mindset, like just watch it as like a standalone movie that's it's part of an anthology series that because Clo- right. Cloverfield doesn't have to be. It's not a franchise like you know, Marvel or Star Wars or where it's like a serialized thing. It's just different stories. Mm-hmm. Okay, so okay, so then explain to me that um, this doesn't necessarily have to do with the Cloverfield monster. No. Okay, so I can... I, I'm cool with the fact that if they want to brand these different kind of stories as something to do with Cloverfield. Like, so imagine there's, I don't know, um, Cloverfield, Cloverfield city or something like that, that they take some town up in Oregon and do some sci-fi kind of story with it. That's cool. Like if you want to, if you want to brand a bunch of these different, like you said with VHS, if you want to brand some of these different little smaller movies with Cloverfield to just kind of not tie everything together, but like you said, a twilight zone episode where just there's a common theme among those that's cool, but trying to f- hammer in, here's a reference to the first Cloverfield movie because we want to do that, then then that kind of, that bugs me, but if that, if maybe the satellites thing was just a complete throwaway and it doesn't, didn't even matter, that, then that kind of bugs me, or, I don't know. I don't think it was a throwaway, I mean, it, re- I, to me it felt really like something, like they wouldn't just mention something like that because, oh, you know, whatever, here's a connection. I feel like that's, that's supposed to mean something. I know, but there's a big difference between the Cloverfield monster and then the legions of ships that are, you know, in the South. Yeah, but that's, it's eight years later. Things, things, it's a different thing. Like I say, it's a, it's an anthology. It's a different story. It's not, that's what anthology is. It's like completely, not like Star Wars anthology mm-hmm. where they are all connected, but there's the real, real anthology is just like VHS. There has five, I think it's five, Cody, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yes. five uh, different stories. None of them have a single thing to do with each other. Oh, God. One is like, I'm trying to remember, one's no. like a, a slasher movie. Yeah. And one's like a movie about aliens. Yeah, yeah. What, I'm, what I'm saying is that's cool if they want to do that, where they, they release things under the Cloverfield banner that had nothing to do with each other. But the fact that they are doing these nudges and references to the first Cloverfield is what bugs me. Just like, leave it. Just leave it alone. Like you don't need to go down that route. Just make this ten Cloverfield Lane. Don't the fact that they're trying. They tried a little bit to connect it. Just sort of got under my skin, I guess. But I don't know. That doesn't that, that re- logically that doesn't take away because it's not like they 
they flesh out some backstory like oh he helped the monster get out in new york however many years ago like that's that's different but i just i i you you did, did bring up a good point I, I didn't think of that before that this was just a supplement i guess so that's cool um i guess real quick i think my favorite shot of the entire movie was the probably the very last one not as a joke <laughs> just of the flash of lightning and you just see that yeah, giant that freaking great. ship just sitting cool. in the clouds over the city like that was beautiful like they only they did it the perfect like one or two times or the first time like wait what was that and then you focus in more and it's like holy mother of god that is enormous that was cool that was great yeah, i hope Good they stuff. do one about the fight back i think that's I yeah, it could be interesting if they make a sequel. But this movie was made for fifteen million dollars, and that sounds like a hundred like million. Two dollars, but I think this movie's doing pretty well, isn't it? Yeah. So far, it's made I think twenty something million. Yeah, Zootopia still uh, topped it. I need to see that. Friday box. I really want to see that. Yeah. You could. I mean, that that's that's a movie that'll be out on DVD and Blu-ray before um, uh, before the end of the year. So, if you want to uh, avoid the the child scene, then. Because <laughs> my 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 theater experience with that movie is probably uh, the exception, not the rule. So uh, I'd be a little bit, bit concerned. Um, also, this made me want to buy a bunker and just make a bunker for me and my cats. Because that that life down there seemed great. Like he's got fruit by the foot. And he's got he had a lot. He had a lot of really great branded food down there. Yeah, and some trashy movies. Oh, it was great. Do they, is there Netflix in that future though? Because that would be that'd be kind of nice. Probably um, not. Well, how would the internet run? Yeah, exactly. That's the issue. They have radio. I don't know. They could figure it out. So you still need to buy movies, everybody. <laughs> uh, cool. So what are, their, what are their thoughts on the ending do you guys have? So the ending in particular struck me. I don't know if any of you guys saw Cabin in the Woods or not. Yeah. But it, very, it reminded me so much of Cabin in the Woods. Where it takes kind of that left field turn. Yeah, it just goes fucking huge out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, I love uh, I love that ending too. Oh yeah, Cabin in the Woods one of my favorite movies. Yeah. But that's all I had to say about it. Yeah. I think I think it did pretty good. It did a good job. I like this movie. Yeah. If I ever get if I ever get stabbed, I hope it's by a unicorn. So. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, uh, but now I want to. Merman. Reference. I have it on Blu-ray, so maybe I'll watch it tonight. That'd be fun. You bought it, but you haven't seen it. No, I just been it's trying to get great. around to it. It's I have a lot of Batman trip. stuff to watch, but. Uh, what are some what are some highlight scenes and sequences from the movie that you guys enjoyed? Um, just the, I mean, I, I, a couple things. I mean, just that I think this is because this is from uh, Dan Trachtenberg. This is his first movie ever, which is crazy. Um, I mean, he did a short film. I think I don't remember what it was. I think it was like a Portal or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Um, but this is his first movie. He, I am dying to see what this guy does next. I'm not gonna. Be the one that says I can't wait to see if he does Star Wars, but you know. <laughs> you can't wait to see if he does Star Wars. Yeah, I can't wait. But um, um, yeah, <laughs> I thought he just he did such an amazing job, and just, like the tension in this movie is so well done, and just like every shot is just really well compositioned, um, and just like the attention to detail and something I really noticed that like I love noticing good editing. This was one of the most well edited movies I've seen like since like Whiplash. Oh boy, like, it's so like tight. And like to like really focused, um, and like just really like sharp. Um, is I guess that's the right word, but um, just I loved like it just really like sucked me in. Um, and then to add to that, um, the music, 
I thought the music in this movie was like really effective. Like from the jukebox or? No, like the, the sound <laughs> score. <laughs> I love that jukebox music. Oh, that, that one great. jukebox scene where he was, uh, John Goodman was dancing. Oh, that made me so uncomfortable. It was so creepy, but so funny. Because um, that was right after they found out that he'd kidnapped that girl, right? Yeah. So it's like, it puts me in a musical mood. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I that was really great too. That just added to the overall like effectiveness um and also uh, i thought it was just like i thought it was i don't know if you guys agree but i thought it was a really like smart just a smart uh creative story it was simple but it took a lot of different turns um it kept me guessing mm-hmm. um and i i also loved and I, it really this has nothing to do with the movie more it's just the marketing but i didn't know anything going in and i love that so I just I, I loved how little they told me before mm-hmm. and it's something that I want more of. So you want more of less? Yes. <laughs> Paradox kind of. Um Yeah, like like I said, I think my my favorite sort of my favorite shot was like I said that last one, but the the whole the sequence right John Gallagher's death and then right before she gets out were just I think that was that was terrifying and fantastic and cool, so I was I was pretty I was pretty cool with that. Um, good movie, I think. Good. Uh, fun time. Fun time in the fun time in the theater, and <laughs> I'll tell you, it got a lot of nervous laughter from my theater. That's that's another that's that's when you that's when I can tell that it uh, suspense thriller is doing good is when you get a lot of nervous laughter. So that was I think he. He played this movie very, very well for audiences. Uh, Trachtenberg did, um, and Damien Chazelle just continues to do yep. good work. How about yep. how about that guy? Really, I thought it was really well written. So, without being like showy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like there's, oh, it was pretty cool. So uh, let's give this a grade, you guys. Uh, Cody, let's start with you. Eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go. I'll go seven and a half. Josh. Nine and a half. Wow. Boom. Solid, bro. So it looks like I have the true grade. (laughs) Yeah, you did. You stuck stuck right in the middle. Classic (laughs) classic you. Cool. Um, Yeah, so let's talk about uh, what what you've been watching, reading, listening to this week. Josh? Um, You go. I have to think. Okay. Uh, Well, thankfully, I came prepared, just like the (laughs) Joker. Uh, I actually... I... I'm actually going to do something a little bit different. I've only done it once before, and I'm going to recommend something that I haven't seen yet, but I will tonight. It is... Cabin in the Woods. No, it's an adaptation <laughs> of one of my favorite movies and stories. It's an adaptation of And Then There Were None by Agatha Christie. It's being redone, and don't freak out, for Lifetime. Uh, Froke? Freaked out? What the hell? Broke out. Broke out. Broke out. Stroking out. A little bit. Oh, hey. Uh, no, it's really, it's a really cool story, and it doesn't, it doesn't look like lifetimey. It's very, it looks very, it looks really cool. I'm looking at a picture. I haven't seen anything. I just found out about it like an hour ago. So it's, it's on tonight and tomorrow. That's it. It's just a two night event. Uh, it's a great way to be introduced to the story, and um, even if, you know, with something like this that. You can't really get it wrong just because it's so you have to do you have to just adapt the book as the book. So I think this this is going to be very good. It's on tonight at 8 p.m. 
Uh, it's extra on Lifetime. It's in co-production with the BBC, so it's not some Lifetime crap. Um, it's just I I would highly recommend uh, checking that out because it's like I said, it's one of my favorite things like ever. So, uh, Cody. All right, now I'm on a rewatch of Scrubs. Oh, nice. And the Division also came out. Oh which yeah, is a video game, that. and it's fun, and you should buy it. If you like Destiny, and if you like Metal Gear Solid, so it's like stealth, kind of. Kind of. It's really it's a third person shooter, but it's fun. Hmm. Good game. Good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know, I still I still need to play more video games, but oh, man. Oh, also Stop having I, friends and stuff. Yeah, I know. Uh, also, I just real briefly, just in case Josh needs a couple more seconds, I watched uh, Contact the other night. With Jodie Foster? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Love that movie. It's like, it's Interstellar 0.5, kind of. Huh. Uh, if you can get past one extreme plot convenience, then you could, I think you. it's a really enjoyable movie and excellent sci-fi. McConaughey's in it, which is always fun. Uh, it's really, it's really cool. The ending, let me know if you guys see it so we can talk about the ending, but uh, overall, very good time. <laughs> very good time with the movies. Well, it's on Netflix, so you can watch it there. Uh, Josh. All right. So I have something a little, I don't know if it'll rustle your jimmies a little bit. Star Wars. (laughs) No. Um, It's, um, so I rewatched, for the first time in a while, I rewatched Watchmen. Hey. Um, So I think I've I've pinpointed my problem with this movie. (laughs) If you say a thing about the the ending, I will punch you in the mouth. No, the ending's fine. Yeah, Um, yeah. Um, so I, I, I like this movie. It's good to me. It's, it's a very style over substance movie. What? Um, yeah, it's Sickly. dude. Um, and I, the reason, because it doesn't, you get, it com- comes off as a movie that's trying to be very deep and methodical and very intellectual, but instead it just feels like kind of a series of scenes that, kind of just play out without any real meaning to them. Have you read the graphic novel? No, and I... Sh- no, and here's the thing. That'll like change your perspective. That's not... That thing is, that's my problem with it. Is that I should not have to read the source material to appreciate the movie. Well, I don't know yeah. what you're not appreciating, because I think that's... I don't know. It, that's pretty much the book, and the book is great. No, but the thing is, you have to... If you're gonna... You can't just recreate the book. You have to recreate it and give it life. And I feel like the movie kind of lacks that... Whatever I haven't read the graphic novel, but um, you know I, the movie has to you know also capture the the heart and the spirit and the life that the comic has. Well, if you read the comic, you would know that it does not have heart nor spirit. <laughs> it is. Well, it has to have just as just as dark as the movie. It yeah. doesn't have to be, not like I'm not going to talk about like tone, but it has to like be able to like get me invested, hmm. like make me care. And I feel like instead it just kind of feels hollow. Yeah, that's the point. You're not supposed to really care about these people. Everybody sucks, kind of. Yeah, that's that's the whole that's the point of the movie that like it's you know the whole who watches the Watchmen tagline. It's like these guys suck. Like why? Who gives a shit? If about that, that is the point, you know? I just don't like I just don't like that aspect. It's like I want to I I should have to I should mm-hmm. have a reason to be invested in this three hour movie. Hmm. I shouldn't just. I don't want to just watch a bunch of it's, it's really more cool-looking of, things. It's more of a character study, really, than it is a movie. Like it's it's 
it's trying to tell a psychological it's trying to psychologically examine these people in the context of kind of a superhero movie, a comic book I, film, I, I guess, get, whatever I that is. Why it's, I get why it's what it's going for. It's like, it, like I said, it's, it does come off like it's trying to be very psychological and deep. To me, it just doesn't, it isn't like, it just, it just again, it just feels like style. It feels like Zack Snyder. Mm. I like Zack Snyder, but like 300, this movie, um, you know, obviously, sucker punch you know um which isn't good that's your um, own fault for watching that <laughs> but, um it's they're all kind of i mean sucker punch was just a bad movie the other two i they're fine watch them in 300 they're good movies but they're very just you know they're action and um visuals um from more than anything else man of steel i love but well check out the graphic novel and get back to us okay the, even it doesn't sound like this is your kind of a movie which is totally cool but it might change your perspective a little bit so if you ever do let us know uh, right. Cody, you like Watchmen, right? You love it. Love it. Yeah. I used to be. I'm not as high on it as I used to be. So it's it went from like being a five to a four and a half, or like a, I guess a ten to a nine with me. Are you, so what scale are you? So using? yeah, one to ten. I I I'm looking at Letterbox right now, so I I have that open, so I got, got distracted. But yeah, that's it. It's gone down a little bit for me, just because I think you're right, Josh. It does have a few. I don't know. It, it is hard to kind of get into at times, but I still, I love the the book's one of my favorites, so I like the movie just as much. So cool, Watchmen, Watchmen talk. Who watches the Watchmen? Also, I if anything, Josh, they do cut one little subplot from the book to the movie that will blow your mind. Like it's it's really well done. Hmm. So not not Tales of the Black Freighter. That's garbage. <laughs> I hate that's I hate Tales of the Black Raider so much. I'm glad that's not in the movie. Yeah. Yikes. Isn't that the thing that he added like an animated Yeah, yeah. there's an animated movie or something like it. It's I never stupid saw that. dumb. It's I skip that whenever I read the book. It's like who cares? It has nothing to do. The the whole gimmick is that it's like it's just like the story. It's like I did, that's why I'm reading the story. Get out get away from me. Like come on. Uh cool. All right, so that's an episode, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Ten Cloverfield Lane is. Uh, will it change things? That's what I want to know. Is that? I our... hope so. I hope it makes studios and stop releasing three or four trailers for a movie. Hmm. So. Or at least approach storytelling in a bit of a different way. But well, I guess we'll have to wait and see with the box office because that is what that's what calls the shots. But oh yeah. Definitely staying away from Houston. That's for sure. <laughs> you know that's the sickest city in America. Like they get, it's the most germ-filled. Well, they probably have the most like heart disease and stuff too. Exactly. Ew. Horrible. But anyways, uh, cool. That's an episode. Uh, you can follow us at underscore realflix on the Twitter, and uh, we got a little contest going. So you know, first person uh, you like, uh, like the pin tweet, leaves a review, and we'll you're in the running for the Star Wars Force Awakens digital code. So that'll be fun. Oh boy. You get three winners. Yeah, try to give that away. <laughs> uh, so yeah, next week we'll be covering Midnight Special, so that should be a lot of fun. And until then, you can catch us there. So until next week, guys, take it easy. Everybody. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Can do whatever a spider can. Except appear in a trailer for more than six seconds. <laughs> Burn. If you want to have a you got to go out and spend some cash and let the good time roll now. I'm 
I'm talking about the good times. Well, it makes no difference whether you're young.